Welcome to the Quack Toll Podcast, the most official, unofficial, Oregon Ducks podcast on the web photosphere. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Quack 12 Podcast or visit our website, quack12podcast.com. If you like what you hear, please leave us five stars on your listening device. And if you'd like to support the show, please visit the Quack 12 Patreon page, where for a measly $5 a month, you can become an official Quacky and unlock hundreds of hours of Oregon Duck content. On to the show. Quack. 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 Well then. Oh! I am your host, Adam Chamel. And I'm Aaron Schroden. Oh, Aaron Schroden. Why are you so sad? Oh, I'm just so sad. Yeah. I have to have this light to keep me happy. Yeah. YouTube watchers, you see he's wearing a weird light in his head. It apparently makes him happy. He's already turned it off, so he's he's resigned himself to be depressed. I've resigned back to the sadness. This is the Quack 12 Podcast, the most official, unofficial Oregon Ducks podcast on the web. What is Spear in Aaron? We're in a ball game. That's nice. That's nice. (laughs) So we're playing against uh, Liberty University, which is somewhat a university. It's one of those. It's one of those universities that they don't allow dancing, or else you get a fifty dollar fine. You can get expelled if you drink, whether you're your whether you're staff or uh, you know a student. Um, it's, wait, it's one, it's one of wait, those start over. You're breaking down this school, and I already tuned out because <laughs> they're just those type of people that when you bring them up, I go, uh, Absolutely, uh, they're not my favorite school, I'll say that. We'll get into that, right. but first, let's get into some news. All right, some, yeah, some news. First of all, we lost the fucking Pac 12 championship game, and it was heartbreaking. Okay, okay, let's hear it. First and foremost, okay. If if a stripes gets in oh. the way, Oof. when I'm throwing a pass, <laughs> guess who gets to throw a pass again? Guess who gets a do over on the play? <laughs> what a like! As soon as that happened, it's like we're I losing. went, <laughs> I went. Oh shit! This is the worst case scenario that Hithliday was talking about, where we look really <laughs> fucked up in the first quarter. We really did. And we then really did. we're getting into the second quarter, and I'm like, okay, well, we're just a little bit behind schedule, but we're doing it mellow. And yeah. then we got ahead, and I was like, okay, oh. this is what's supposed to be happening. The world, yeah. everything is fine again. Yeah. And then... Uh, I went into a coma (laughs) Mm, (laughs) and I didn't wake up until it was time to tape this episode. Absolutely. Uh, well, I could, this is, these are my thoughts on these are my, yeah, thank you. I'm sorry. I kind of took over from extreme emotion. Uh, I wrapped up my feelings with the whole game. That was me in a nutshell. I mean, Hey, that's basically what we're doing here. I don't, I don't think any duck fan truly wants to break down this game. No, my play, but we're going to have Hithla day on later in the app for that. And we will do that for sure. Mm -hmm. But my thoughts on it, first of all, is 
Well, it's one of those things when you get blown out, like let's say when we were in a Pac-12 championship game against Utah and we just got blown out and it was not competitive. And it was like, sure, our roster is technically more talented, but God damn, we do not belong on the same field as these guys. Right. And that was the kind of same situation because it was like we lost twice and we got blown out twice by the same team. This against this Washington, Washington team, I hate to say it, but both times we played them, it was just two really good teams going against each other. And one was a little bit better. Would you and say that's actually true for this I game? Would. Because I think every time you lean forward, the mic can't quite pick you up as well. Just saying. So oh, know, you want to adjust how interesting. Yeah. Here's what I think. Mm-hmm. I think we didn't perform well. I, oh, I, agree. Thought, I felt like I was watching a team that was operating at 80% and I thought it was odd the whole time. That first half, it really was a pretty ugly first half from the Ducks, especially considering that one touchdown we got, Terrence uh-huh. Ferguson. I the the defensive pass interference that kind of got us there. Uh-huh. It felt a little weird. Like I would be pissed if I was a Husky fan, surely. If that happened mm-hmm. to the Ducks, I would be like, that's a bullshit call. So it kind of felt weird. And it was a it was a fluky, like, well, I mean, not fluky. Terrence Ferguson made an amazing catch, but that whole first half just felt, especially on offense, pretty like they were rushing to us, you know, and and Nick's was a bit off, honestly. He wasn't playing his his greatest game. Um, Dude. Yeah. The only question I have for Hitler Day is mm-hmm. did did he get into double digits with um judgment calls making the cuz you know like mm. You mean like did he just, make a bunch of wrong decisions there as well? Correct. Yeah. yeah. Well, I it mean It seemed like he was choosing wrong a lot. I I definitely felt like there was a few passes that were a little off. A little, a little like not, it felt like he was a little uncomfortable, but again, I hate to say this, but I got to give Washington at least a little bit of credit. Their defense was, was tuned in Dude. from the first quarter. Dude, they were tuned the fuck in. They really were. They really were. Like, that's why it was so hard. Is it still okay if I do that? Because I did it Now again. it's better. Now it's a little better. Okay. Yeah, good. Uh. Yeah, it's just so hard because uh, Washington was so good. Like, you could see them really playing to fucking win this game. Yeah. And I'm watching us seeming like we're really trying to win, but for whatever reason, you know what I mean? It just, I don't know. I was just like, what is happening right now? It was a sluggish start. And then in, I mean, like in the last time we played Washington, like any football game is like this, but really when you got two teams that are pretty even, you know, mm-hmm. those little, those, those drives, mm-hmm. you know, there's like one random three and out one decision to go for on fourth where you don't convert one time where you settle. Yeah, for a field goal pop, of a those touchdown. are the what add up and win. Those, yeah. Those what add Fuck. up. Man. Yeah. Like we had control I, when Nick's through that very uncharacteristic, pick right after we got the interception off Michael. Penick. Yes. And it was just, he didn't, the guy was, you know, off the field. He runs back in like that's the third interception he's thrown. One of them truly wasn't his fault. It, you're just like, sometimes you just gotta, this was the year we were destined to lose to the 12 and 0 
13 and 0 Huskies brothers, but God Which, damn, by three I have points to say, yeah. I feel like I need to go back and find whatever episode it was because this is literally what that TikTok dude predicted. Everything I said yeah, about the Huskies was, in that early, that. early episode about how there's this one dude on TikTok and he's like, they've got everything to do the whole thing. And I'm like, you know what? fuck out of here. I'd rather you not shout him out. No, I, I like won't. But remember, that's why I was like, yeah, that's why yeah. I was beginning the season with like, I like both teams. Yeah, I hate but it. Now I'm like, now I'm like, oh, no, the hey, rivalry man. is real and I am an enemy country. That's how point you point of fact. I just want to point out, I already shared this with you in a text, but I think it's important for our listeners to know. This okay. is what I have to oh, live yeah. <laughs> inside of. This is the volatile world in which I live in. Uh-huh. Uh, I was checking out groceries. Uh, Seahawks were playing. It was a Sunday. Dude's wearing, you know, the cashier's wearing all the Seahawks stuff. Brings up the game. Uh, and... I forget how he brought it up. I would we'll look at the text really fast. It was fast, the Niners I, or something like that. We're, we're the yeah, yeah. The for whatever reason, he brought up enemy teams. Oh, because we were playing the Cowboys. Oh, Cowboys. It's okay. because it was Seahawks Cowboys. And he goes, yeah. yeah, the Cowboys are just like that team, you know, that you're just supposed to hate. They're like the bad guys, you know. There's like 49ers, Oregon. <laughs> I was yeah, like, I'm, this dick. I, because the Huskies were gonna, you know, because the Huskies were yet to play the game. I am also baffled by the, and you've said that you were the first person to ever say this to me. Yeah, and it's grown more and more in my mind. Where it's just like, I guess we are the baddies. Look Somehow. at the narrative. Somehow. Look at the narrative of that game. We were, we were set up to. Oh, we were favorite. We were ten. We were favorites favorite. to win by. You know, what did Vegas have? 10 points or whatever? Ten points, Nine points. Yeah. 9.5, 10. And somewhere. the so the underdog wins by three yeah. points in what is an absolute all out effort. Yeah, it, it really took like a lot. does that that sounds like we're the bad guys. I know. I don't know. <laughs> that doesn't how. mean we're evil because here's the fact. What mm. Western culture likes to do, Adam, mm. is teach people <laughs> that evil is not believing in like really hardcore right wing conservative Christianity <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> okay, so this is a good transition. Yeah. So <laughs> now, let's talk about liberty. <laughs> now this is okay. Here we're walking some fine lines, right? Yes. A lot we are. of a lot of podcasts go like you don't talk about religion and you don't talk about politics if you're talking about football. A lot right. of podcasts aren't the well football is religion, club. so yeah. So there's that. So yeah. check your Bible for that, huh? Uh Oregon Ducks are the true number one religion. We're trying to convert everyone to that. Yeah. Now, Quack 12 podcast is a little bit different. We take some things very not seriously, some things very seriously. Yeah. Or what some, I mean, I, I, you know, I don't, I would say we're, if you didn't guess, we're left leaning, you know, but none of that, all that out the window. Okay. I don't care what, what religion you are power to you. This is America. God damn it. You can do whatever religion you want. That being said, some religions. I bet you can agree with this. Everyone listening there, just think of a religion that's not yours. Some religions go to the point where they are aggressive towards other people for yeah. absolutely no other reason besides Jangoism, racism. Because religions sexism. are different. Yeah, because religions are different. All right. And I'm not saying 
all of Christianity. Far from it. That'd be a stupid thing to say. So th that's what I got to say. I mean, I would argue way. that the concept of religion was actually to help divide us. Well, there you go. There's, there's, there's that. Unless too. it's like Taoism or something or Buddhism, where it's just all about inner peace. Well, which is more of just like principles for life. We're going to talk about something else here. Okay. Okay. Religion, whatever. You can be whatever sure. you want. And I've said this before. If your religious team beats our team, I will convert to your religion because oh that, shit because that proves that you're you'd get baptized right. i've said that on the podcast multiple times i believe i'm whatever baylor is because that's the last team that beat us oh now they are <laughs> Christian. lutheran lutheran i'm a lutheran proud lutheran i believe um aaron we're not talking yeah. about any religion okay let's take that completely out of it let's talk about <laughs> liberty university in lynchburg virginia a more racist sounding name than it actually is. I double checked that. Um, I mean, not a great name, but uh, Liberty University started in, uh, I believe, about 1971 by a televangelist named Jerry Falwell. Oh, fuck. That's right. Now, what? If you're the kind of this person. This is a whole other situation <laughs> indeed, sir. We're playing the righteous gemstones. <laughs> This is this is what the line I'm trying. No, this I yes, we are. This is the line I'm trying not to draw here. Right? Okay. So if you are uh, a person where if you're listening to a podcast and you hear someone talking shit about Jerry Baldwell, mm -hmm. and you're like, they are crossing the line. This is too far. Then bye bye. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Sometimes Skip. next app. You gotta call a charlatan out before you to charlatan, all right? Yeah. This dude started Liberty University. If you don't know Jerry wow. Paul, well, that's a tax write-off like a motherfucker, dude. <laughs> he he has congratulations, kudos. Very right. I mean, and you know, I he has very uh uh troubling. <laughs> this is what I'll say, troubling stances on many things. Yeah, you know, back in the day with Martin Luther King, he wasn't a very big fan of Martin Luther King. That's a good band-aid to rip off right there. He's very, 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 very against anyone that's gay. In fact, mm -hmm. right after 9-11, he said that's why 9-11 happened to America, because gays and abortion. That's not a very good stance, in my opinion. Yeah. I'm sick by that. I would <laughs> like to see the research. I would like to fact check. His research? Yeah. His research was... It's an interesting claim. So I would like, like to see. I don't like gay people. How can I tie God. this into a 9-11? That was the amount of research he did. Yeah. Now, so that's oh, not and good. By I the way, like abortion. <laughs> and, and abortion, too. Yeah. Yeah, golly. So, okay. I hope I did. Uh, whatever. If half our listeners left, good. It was the bad half. Um. So, yeah. you know, he has some pretty extreme views, is what I would yeah. say. His well, son... So and he ran the university for many years. It's the university is basically made in his image. He is the Brigham sure. Young. Uh, uh, you know what B Brigham Young is to BYU. He is that to Liberty University. Right. Because as every good Christian knows, the thing that you should strive to do is be the thing that is actually worshipped. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You should be the idol that they worship. Yeah. Um, so okay, let's. So there's Jerry Falwell. There's some talk about him. I I don't like the guy very much. He started in university. All right, that's fine. And then, right. uh, so this is a university where literally it's kind of like footloose. You're not allowed to dance at the university. What? So they're not allowed. Hate the third quarter. Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god. Um, I think they'll move. I think they'll be dancing a little bit and just hoping uh -huh. the camera doesn't go over to them. Uh, uh -huh. This is also, you know, you're obviously not allowed to like drink whatsoever on campus. No drinking uh -huh. from any of the students, any of the faculty. Um, also, there, you know, obviously, no premarital pre sex can get you kicked off campus. Gay sex, obviously, obviously. I mean, gay relations of any sort would get you banned and, and ridiculed. Uh -huh. um, uh, no matter what they freaking say, I know that's the goddamn truth. And so, so they are a very religious university. They uh, they have a ninety nine percent acceptance rate and a twenty five percent graduation rate, which I really loved. That that's very insane. very wealthy as well. They're very wealthy because they're a bastion of MAGA thought and stuff like that. They're very pro. As right wing as you can get. Well, now, dude, I sorry, but that university is a fucking financial funneling system mm, for the church I'd have to, to clean that money to put into his pockets to be yeah. a piece of shit. See, so <laughs> these are our thoughts. All right, this on this specific university, not your religion, not on yeah. Christianity. All They're thoughts doing, are my own. I think we all know that there are certain Christians out there that are hypocritical to what the teaching of Jesus would be and instead like to use that power to get a bunch of money. We can all agree Correct. on that, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. A few, at least a few. Now, this made me laugh, so I'm just going to pepper this in there. Another little scandal that was very well known, and it's just very wonderful. <laughs> it's that kind of thing where it's like, I don't got a problem with any of this, but when you're the guy that's like, don't do this. And then you do it. I think mm -hmm. it's funny. So Jerry Falwell Jr. ends up running the school, right? Because he's a Nepo mm -hmm. baby. Um, he's running. He's the president, blah, blah, blah. Again, this is a place where for premarital sex, you can get fired. Please tell me he has school. a boyfriend. Please tell me he has a boyfriend. And they were caught in explicit lovemaking. So his oh, wife, boy. his wife. Oh. And a pool boy. I forget the pool boy's name. Oh, Miami this whole boy. thing. Right. <laughs> I forgot about this. That's right. <laughs> so there was a. That's a, amazing. There was a somewhat. It sounded like at first it was a consensual cuckolding situation. Yes, this is still a football podcast. I promise you. Yeah. Yeah. There was a consensual cuckolding situation between the three, which is fine. I don't care. That's great. It's shitty when you're teaching people, if you do anything like this, you'll go to hell and get kicked out of our college, and then you do it. That's right. bad, I think. That's and, called um, being a hypocrite. Yes, I agree. And um, not only that, but, I mean, they have a documentary on it, and, and the pool boy, I forget his name. Right. But the pool boy said, like, and then eventually... <laughs> After a while, after our relationship kept going, they definitely used their power in the community and their money and stuff to basically kind of force me in this relationship and force me to like blackmail right. me in many ways. So that's oh, not yeah. cool either. He got fired probably just for having, you know, kinky, whatever kind of sex they're having or whatever. Um, so he got fired for that, not being a hypocrite, just doing that. And now they got a new president. So that's basically the school. Not only that, another little tidbit is of hypocrisy that the institution has. Mm -hmm. I'm not even talking about the students. I don't even care about the students. The institution, okay? Sure. Another little hypocrisy part about it is they hired goddamn Hugh Freeze. Hugh Freeze, who has been shown to very much not be, uh, not follow the strict Christian lifestyle. Is that, is that good enough to say? Yeah. Many, uh, he's many... a coach. Who is he? 
he's now the coach of Auburn. Um, oh. Before he was, he had to resign uh, from Ole Miss because he had a couple of uh, um, situations, uh, scandals. Basically, he, okay. he used his his uh, work phone to hire escorts. Oh, um, I've heard about this once sure. again. We don't care if you hire an escort. That's perfectly fine. As long as yeah, they're bravo. of age, as long as it's consensual, I don't give a fuck. But don't use your hire, work phone, idiot. Don't use your work phone, you moron. Yeah. Not only, that, <laughs> not only that, then this hyper, hyper, hyper religious university, once there's a football advantage, they're like, yes, absolutely. He has, he has said Hail Mary or whatever. He has been forgiven of all sins, blah, blah, blah. It's just the hypocrisy I don't mm-hmm. like. So, yes, I've been talking crap about liberty on Twitter, which I know is a cesspool in its of itself. And I know that's brought on about a hundred comments of me being called what you think I would be snowflake and such. Mm-hmm. But y'all, this is the quack 12. My name's Adam Shamel. This is Aaron. I'm Aaron Schroeder. You're you're Aaron Schroeder. <laughs> this is us. All right. We're going to be making fun of this universe. We just yeah. can't not make fun of this university for yeah. the bad academics for their backwards ideals all these things i think things. you make a great point it's not about the citizenry that for whatever reason is chosen to go to this school well because they'd get accepted 99 percent accepted right right but i mean they're guaranteed to not graduate and why is that <laughs> uh like a hunger game situation to try yeah to like my question is why are only 25% of the student body leaving? Where are the rest going? Are they feeding God? I guess. I guess. <laughs> Do they have a... Oh, no. What do you it, think? I almost went so dark. Well, let's so keep it to yourself, buddy. Um, yeah. So this is who we're playing. I hope we beat the crap out of them, honestly. They've played nobody. They have the weakest schedule. Just about the weakest schedule. You know... In all the college football. And and I got some news. I got a lot of news for you, if that's all right. Okay. Can I tell you one little quick thing about my thinking on this game? Absolutely. I don't know that I give a shit enough to watch it. Like, I don't enough. like the institution that that team represents. Mm-hmm. So that's, like, disgusting. I, You know, if I was landing, I'd be like, nah, we're good. I don't want to play them. <laughs> you know, if... Not it, not to say that I believe Landing should have make that choice. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying if I would, if, if you I were. Aaron Schroeder was the yeah. head coach of the Oregon Ducks, I would literally go, "Nah, we're good on this one. We'll take an even lower bowl if yeah. that's what it means." Well, apparently, a lower bowl would get us a better opponent for some reason. Dude, and you what look the- at you look at the other team like Oregon State, who is lower than us, is playing Notre Dame. It's like, hey, I'd play Notre Dame. They're religious, and I don't got a problem with them. <laughs> okay, here's some update me on this because this is where I get confused. Is, are the Huskies going to the playoffs? Yes, absolutely they are. So who's going to the Rose Bowl? Uh I believe I forget. I don't think the Huskies are playing. I think it's really annoying. I think it's Michigan, Alabama. That's why the why Rose Bowl isn't dead. that like where we're supposed to be going? Isn't that agree, where dude. we deserve to go? They put they made the, the race- Fiesta Bowl is a trash bowl. I agree. Everything you're saying is true, Aaron, but (laughs) but I'm just confused of why we got, they're like, I don't get it. I I don't don't get get it either. I'm like, why did y'all pick all this? But okay. Aaron, there is only truly one answer. Okay. Money. 
Yeah, exactly. That's that exactly right. Nailed it on the head. Answer. And they killed this beautiful thing we once called the Rose Bowl. Um, it but, doesn't exist? No, it, it exists. It's just, I think it's like two out of every three years, it's part of the playoff. So they car- call one of the playoff games the Rose Bowl. The Rose Bowl. And it happens Fuck. at the Rose Bowl. It's You know what? It should be Big Ten versus Pac-12. But it's Pac-12 the same exist, thing. So. It's... It it really is when it all comes down to it. The thing that greedy people desire the most is mm-hmm. money, and they yeah. will open up universities to get it. They will pay off referees to get it. Huskies. <laughs> they w- <laughs> wouldn't it have been awesome if that ref that it hit him in the gut. If like just to show fully how in the bag they were for Washington, if he caught that ball and ran it in for a score and they counted it for the Huskies. (laughs) Anyways, Aaron, I got little time. We got a lot to talk about. Okay, hit me. So first of all, Bonix, going against common wisdom, but goddamn, do I respect the dude. Hey, Bonix, he's he's conservative. He's Christian. Love the dude. You know why? Because he's not an asshole. Now, uh-huh. Bonix has decided to play in the bowl game. I was going to ask that too. He doesn't have to. He truly doesn't have to. Right. If I, Aaron Schroeder, had the season that Bonix had and was the quarterback, I'd go, you know what? I think I'm good. I'm going to sit this one out. Yeah. Well, because what if... <laughs> I mean, really... If you break your leg, yep. you were about to go to the NFL, you've and lost you're married, millions. And you know and you're, you're going to be that family man guy. Yeah, and you're looking for the future. Like, it's pretty – he's actually doing a brave thing. I mean, honestly, every week playing football at that level is actually – like, we don't talk about it enough. Brave. I was, I was watching a clip of some guy from his college years. I think he's just now started in the NFL. I don't remember who it was. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. But he's like a yeah. secondary player. Yeah. And just obliter- it wasn't for the Bengals, was it? Oh no, continue. Sorry. He obliterates opponents. Yeah. Like, I mean, just destroys the hits are so hard that I'm like, A, that's uncalled for, but B it's called for. It's what this is a for? violent ass sport where at any yeah. moment that guy could be the one hitting you. Yeah. That guy's helmet could go <laughs> into your knee. Like yes. Yeah. Um, so that's, I think that's pretty freaking cool bonix and shows a lot of respect and makes me even happier that it will lead us to hopefully what better be a blowout victory over. Liberty. So, well, well let's Aaron, talk I've about got it. too much time. I can't, we can't okay, get into Carl, it. Let's keep it going. Cause really, 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 really. The quickly. wheels are up. We've took off. We're flying. We're at <laughs> yeah. altitude. We're jet shut up and mode. watch your movie, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> well, watch this. Quack ball. Aaron, um, so Quaxiball, I'm going to rip off some band-aids here because we don't, we're oh boy. running short on time before we get to hit the day. Women's basketball is struggling. Yeah. They lost their last two games. Now, okay. the most recent game was against number 13 Baylor, who's always been a good women's basketball team. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm a Lutheran, so I've got a soft spot for them. Number 13 Baylor. Beat, oh, I actually think they're General Baptist. I looked it up really quick. I'm a, there's some I'm kind a, of Baptist. I'm a General Baptist. I always have been. Yeah, whatever. Now, there's something. Just a general one. Um, <laughs> so they beat us by 20 points. And again, this is a good team. 
and Oregon is, you know, rebuilding or whatever the freak they're doing. So that kind of made sense. Uh, it was rough. It was actually kind of competitive, except for the fact that Oregon just wasn't getting the turnovers. They they got destroyed. I mean, sorry, they had a bunch of turnovers. They committed way too much turnovers. And then rebounds, uh, 44 to 28, we got out-rebounded. That was basically the story of the game. Filipina Che, 15 points, 12 rebounds. Chance Gray got 10 points. Van Sluten got 14. Other than that, no more double-digit scorers. The bench basically didn't... Mm, they didn't really do anything. And um, from the three-point land, one of eight. From, wow. From, from the floor, 19 of 49, which equals 38%. Uh, we did good on free throws, I guess. Uh, we held them to low shooting percentages, but it just kind of doesn't matter if we're not going to get the rebounds and we can't hit the broadside of a barn. What's mm -hmm. more concerning for this team, much more concerning for this team, was the game before this one, Aaron. We lost to the University of Portland. Oh, I had that game on DVR. I almost put it on. I'm glad I didn't. Oof. The University of Portland, a team in the West Coast Conference, which is much lower than ours. Yeah. They are four and four currently. So it's not like this is the, the, the team that, you know, to beat all teams on their level. It's not like, Oh, we've got, this is our great greatest team ever. This is right. a pretty all right. Portland team. We lost 91 to 60. God damn. 91 to 60. And this is a regular thing that happens on that team. was Lucy Cochran. She didn't have the greatest game, but she did score 10 points, nine rebounds. She used to be on our team. So that's fun. I love wow. when that happens. I love when that happens. Uh, we shot, Oh shit! What's that? What's that? Oh, I don't know if we have time to talk about it or anything, but just you—we'll get that... into it. Okay, we'll get into it. I know because what you, you mean. Sparked my remembering something. Oh, I yeah, get go it. Go ahead. Thirty-five percent from the floor, twenty-nine percent from three, five and nine from the free throw line. But that doesn't really cut it because in the first half we scored eighteen points, and then the shooting percentages went higher after that. Um, Because in the first, dude, the first half, we shot, I got to do some quick math here, 6 of 36. We hit six shots <laughs> in the first half. Bro, things are going wrong. Because, because yeah. of one injury, seemingly the whole team is just, just gone so. And it's one injury to a player who hadn't even played like she wasn't like crucial to the organ chemistry she was about to start her first season for the ducks mm -hmm. got injured in the first game so up next are the idaho vandals in eugene oregon and portland state university in eugene oregon and then southern university in eugene oregon three home games all those teams we should blow out but unfortunately in this current state you can't truly count specifically on us beating anyone mm -hmm. certainly if they're well good or average i think uh i think i think the proof is in the pudding that the uh the locker room is literally toxic uh yeah i mean maybe not this season like maybe they all love kelly graves and stuff but it's clearly been not great in the past to lose mm -hmm. all the talent that would be playing and starting right now right that being said i want to hop over to some good news good news that makes me feel actually excited 
men's basketball, which this is going to be a weird transition into the next topic, but men's basketball. Oh shit. Santa Clara. I mean, last Well, week, maybe we should talk about the other shit and then and then talk okay. about uh why maybe well, the Really quickly, I just want to the Quack 12 fully yeah. supports uh a lawsuit going on right now. Yeah. Now, this is the lawsuit, I believe, basically spearheaded by, I want to say, the beach volleyball team, though I believe not the whole team, but members of it and right. other members of other women's sports are Correct. suing the uh, are suing Oregon. Um, 25 in total, I believe, or 30. Yeah. Like that. Um, basically, because there is an uh, unfair advantage, you know, yeah. to to being a man playing at Oregon over a woman. And they're not getting the stuff that they that they deserve, you know, quite frankly, that they were promised. Uh, there's a lot of I mean, this obviously is a lot of Title IX stuff we're talking about here. And uh, like for the beach volleyball team, they they don't have any facilities. They have to play in a park. Um, mm -hmm. They have to drive themselves a lot of the things. They don't have any medical stuff on site. They don't have any bleachers at said park where they're practicing. The bathrooms don't have doors. It is a public bathroom. I don't know if you've been in Eugene, but some of our parks are in pretty rough shape. Uh, park you know, park bathrooms are in rough shape across, oh, yeah. across the country because fucking federal government doesn't care about that type of shit anymore. Anyway, Absolutely. I digress. Absolutely. There's a million reasons. There's a million right. reasons. We, I mean, and we can go deeper and deeper into this, but we just want to throw our full support. God, if you can have all this money for NIL for the men. Yeah. All this money for their facilities. I love them, obviously, because it's an advantage, but you are a fucking liar if you don't say you got some coins in the coffer. Right. For these teams. Right. It is a uh, evil owner that keeps his hungry bulldog on a short chain. Wow. That was very deep. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So we're, we're fully supporting them. We'll keep an eye on how that lawsuit is going. It seems like Oregon is pretty open to it. It feels like they're more like... Yeah, we know we've been fucking up. Sorry. We're going to. Yeah. So it's probably going to. I mean, I'm not even going to say it's in this world. You can't assume things are going to get better. Per se. I'm assuming they will do like the bleacher things. They'll probably set aside some volleyball time in the, I think one of the get... secondary basketball courts. Yeah. You just got to hope that um they at least give them a place to practice. Like, goddamn. Anyways. Aaron, yeah. I want to go back, circle back really quickly before we bring on Hippo Day. Just men, give them some gas money for Christ's sake. I'll give them some gas. Yeah, give them some fucking, give them a bus. What are we doing here? Um, men's basketball. Last right, week, the ones last who are getting all the money and look what it does. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Look what happens um, when you give a team money. <laughs> well, sometimes they go to the NAL, but in the Emerald yeah. Coast Classic was the last thing we talked about. That's they right. Lost, that's when we found out right before the game. Our two bigs are out. And right. it really did screw things up. That being said, we lost only six points to Santa Clara, which ain't a bad team. And we lost to eight points to Alabama, which is actually a ranked pretty good team. Um, so that was good to see. Then up next was uh, mediocre to good, I would say. Like, they're, they're not great, but they are a powerhouse program. They do recruit well. They have one player who was fucking fantastic. We played Michigan in Eugene. The crowd was actually pretty good. They had some really good deals to get people at the game. So that mm -hmm. was nice. We did have a good home court advantage. And it was a thrilling game. 
It was truly a thrilling game. Our two bigs are still out. They'll be out for at least a month. Um, but some good news was Jackson Shellstad, you know, from West Lynn, from he basically Peyton Pritchard is this dude's idol. Grew up, you know, same high, I believe same high school, same city. Um, and it's just he wants to be Peyton Pritchard. That is one of wow. the reasons why he is at Oregon. He came huh. in, had a great game, as did uh, a fantastic, you know, there's something about seeing a white guy ferociously dunk that it just gets everybody excited. Maybe that's racist. I don't know. But Brennan Rigsby has been a fantastic player to watch, like really good, like to the hoop skills. He's been hitting the three really well. He was three of three against Michigan. He was actually the, the point scoring leader, 19 points. Oh, wow. So, so when you're talking about, and Jermaine Kuznard, who, you know, he, he had a great season last year. He's like a bulkier point guard, you know. Uh, these three did a great job of leading this team. We're a small ball team for the near future. And 19 points from Rigsby, 14 points from Shellstad, 13 points from Jermaine Kuznard. We even had a Cario Quendo, who's kind of playing as our center right now. He scored 13 points. Um, we had a walk-on, have some good actually play some good minutes because we had to because he's a bigger guy. Kwame Evans Jr., he's our one true talented big right now he scored nine points got two rebounds not great but and and from free throw we shot eight of 12 which is for this team good because that's our we suck at that mm -hmm. we battled michigan led most of the game they rallied back because they have an amazing player named doug mcdaniel he scored 33 points in this game he just went wow off. he was on fire hit seven three-pointers in this game good god it, it got to what? overtime. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Dude, it was. Oh, my Lord. It was amazing. Like, he was. It was just kind of like, well, nothing we can do about that. Yeah, um, well, that guy exists. Whew, went to overtime. And who else but the man who's trying to fill Peyton Pritchard's shoes? Our, wow. our, our freshmen who, like, were putting a whole lot of. And who just got healthy. Who mm -hmm. were putting a lot of on, on his back. Hits the game-winning three-pointer dude wow it, whoo, it was awesome crowd erupted also word is mookie cooks or uh, mookie cook another <laughs> freshman who's supposed he played <laughs> lebron he, yeah. he played lebron in that you know show he is finally oh. starting to practice he's dressing up so right. we're getting another freshman in I'm not even saying we're about to go on a huge win streak, even though the, the schedule does actually set up for it pretty well. We're going against UTEP, California Baptist, Syracuse. Hey, Syracuse is pretty good. Kent State. UTEP represent, brother. That's where my sister went to school. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know you'll be rooting for them, but we, you know, we should have an advantage in these games. Things are actually lining up pretty well where I'm like, I like this team. Even if we lose, they're giving it their all. They are, they're really beat up, but they're, they're looking good, man. I like them. I really do. I like watching Oregon men's basketball, and I pray Oregon women's basketball becomes watchable. Because uh, right now it's fucking deep brutal. cut, Ow. dude. I'm sorry. I I love women. You know me, dude. But it is just that team's got no chemistry. Can I pepper in some last minute quack news? Yeah. Before we get okay. Oh dear God, please go. Um. Well, first of all, they've rescheduled. We will not be playing Texas. Texas Tech next season. Instead, we will be playing in week three 
the Oregon State Beavers. That does actually really, yeah. The rivalry is continuing. Which honestly, if if you give me Oregon, UCLA, USC, and Oregon, uh, I mean Oregon State and Washington, that does make me feel pretty comfortable. Like almost like it's like I'm in a little zoo environment. Like I'm not out. But in why the wild. do we need to be? I say fuck I mean, them all. <laughs> I mean, hey. I get what you mean. Some people start our own damn league and we play everybody (laughs) in America. Show you who's the bad guy. I mean, I like that. (laughs) I love that. Um, Bo Nix named Pac-12 Offensive Player of the Year. Who got Heisman? Who's Heisman? We're still waiting on the Heisman, but Bo Nix has been, is one of the finalists, which is pretty freaking cool. Bo Nix, Michael Penix, (sighs) the the receiver from Ohio State that I always forget his name. He is very good, but shouldn't win. And Jaden Daniels, the quarterback from LSU. It's probably not going to be Knicks, but it could be. They're going to pin everything on that on that last game. Mm. They're going to – that's where – that's what I feel like. I feel like they're going to look at the first quarter and be like, well, obviously we can't give it to this guy. Well, it's a quarterback's award. And right. so you, you get rid of the receiver. So it comes down to this. It's like, do you give it to the person? This is why I think Bonix is going to Dude, no. I bet it's going to go to the receiver this year. I mean, that'd be a, that'd be strange, but I, I don't think so. But okay. that'd be kind of interesting. But this is the thing. Okay. So let's say it's one of the three quarterbacks. Do you go with who has the biggest like season, like accomplish the most in the season, which is typically what they do, or do you go with who has the best stats? If you're going with just the best stats with no kind of caveat, like who they played or anything, Jaden Daniels is going to win. If you go with who had the best resume, who accomplished the most, Michael Penix is going to win because he's Bo Nix is not going to Bo Nix lost to Washington twice. Penix uh-huh. beat Oregon twice, is undefeated, 13-0. I think it'll go to Penix, and I'm not even going to hate it, except for the fact that he's a Washington Husky. And, that blows. and they're 12-0. 13-0. 13-0. No. That one doesn't count. Yeah. Uh, everybody knows that. Uh, <laughs> everyone knows that that game was paid for, okay? It was in Vegas. Yep. Everyone made a little bit of cheddar. Adam got some. I got some. It's true. I knew it was going to happen. but Yeah. Yeah, I could have changed it. That being that said, was fixed. time for us to make some cheddar. <laughs> yeah, baby. Time for us to go to commercial. All right. Bye. See you soon. Quack, quack. Quack. Well, Aaron, hate to say it, but the time machine is broken. I mean, this whole thing was running off the power of your cell phone. And obviously, when we hit 1894, there's no longer cell service or Wi-Fi connection. So not going to lie. I did not think this through. God almighty, Adam, what are we supposed to do now? I mean, we're in Eugene, Oregon in 1894. We could check out the very first duck game. Maybe it's a good thing. No, it's not good. Look, we've already been here for about five days, and the very first thing I learned living in Eugene, Oregon, is that shows have been banned that are quote-unquote unchaste and demoralizing and that's kind of the only kind of content we know how to make dude we can review every duck season as it happens even the children here are freaky then post it on the quack 12 patreon in the future i mean it's just really hard to not spoil you know tragic 
national events. Imagine it, a weekly show dedicated to Oregon football history with two charismatic time-traveling stoner hosts. We live in the most expensive house in Eugene, and it's a fucking shack. And the most beautiful thing about it? We can charge them a measly five bucks in the future, and when we get it in the past, we'll be freaking millionaires comparatively. And I'm talking robber baron status, baby. Adam, I make bugs fight in a shoebox just to simulate television. All listeners would have to do is go to patreon.com slash quack12 and sign up for hundreds of hours of duck entertainment. But the hooch is good. In fact, it's kind of got me wanting to try my my own hand at it. That's right. For a measly $5 a month, that's patreon.com slash quack12. Now let's go watch them lemon yellows give those hay seeds what for. And keep your eye out for Dr. Schroeder's blueberry wine. And we are back on quack. Quack, quack. Aaron, during full reveal, well, first of all, Pull back the curtain. Hitler Day's not coming on the show, all right? We He's lied. Hiding. We tricked you all, you got fools. You. For all you people that only listen to Hitler Day, he's not on. We just wanted you to get to the second Oh. Half. Well, and I mean, I get it. We already got your click, so we don't even give. We don't Right. We got you in the first five minutes. About you leaving. So get out of here. Yeah. That being said, we were talking about Camden Lewis during the conversation. Oh, God. Aaron you are going to bring it up. Reason. Okay. He's the most points he scored the most points as an Oregon duck and amazing he didn't, he didn't miss a single thing during that Pac-12 championship game no he did not on him. I even texted you in the first half you sure did I said Camden Lewis is the only one not doing his... up yeah right now <laughs> so would you like to this may get us one or two listeners back on the bandwagon back on the quack wagon do you want to apologize publicly for what you said about Camden Lewis yeah, I do. I think, well, I think sometimes I get carried away with the joy of uh, being an idiot <laughs> in sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's a bad drug for me. So I'll take I'll take something that I could talk coherently and, uh, you know, cordially and casually about. But I just want to amplify it because I don't know why. So uh, in that aspect, I'm probably wrong. But I do also, I still have to say that I don't think he was our best kicker or whatever. I mean, he wasn't great. I don't want to be mean. I'm not, I don't, okay, look, I am, what I should apologize for is that I was probably being mean. If he heard the podcast, I would be ashamed and embarrassed because yeah. I'd be like, you know what, dude? I don't actually mean this shit because I don't even actually know you and I understand that. So yeah. I feel like what happens is I will accidentally uh, conflate the satirical world in which I believe I get to live inside of <laughs> with uh, the reality that is everyone else's actual waking life. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, so. mean like a, you mean like a Liberty student. Ayo, anyways, oh, 34 to 31, we lost this game. It was absolutely heartbreaking. I think what made it heartbreaking is because you were watching it and you're like, we're better than this. God damn it. Yeah, the whole this. time. That being said, I, I'll give you something that you were pretty, you, 
I'll say your words definitely rang through my head. Oh shit! While I was watching this, uh huh. Just like Aaron famously predicted, all twelve season over unders, twelve of twelve. That's right. For I this sure season. did. Earlier in the season, I remember laughing at at uh, Aaron when he was like, "I just think we would be better if Jordan James was out there." as our first running back as opposed to Bucky Irving. Now this was like mid season. So I'm, I'm still not going to give you a hundred percent. I'm not going to give you an a plus on that answer. Sure. You know? um, but I will say when I was watching this game, I don't know if this rang true to you, but I kind of felt like Bucky Irving. I mean, clearly his production was not there and Washington mm-hmm. was honing in on the run, but um. Clearly, I don't think he was playing a hundred percent. He didn't have that burst, that strength that he usually has. Well, and didn't part of we that, have part of I mean, that yeah, was go Washington ahead. swarming to him, you know, getting yeah. him quickly, not giving him those lanes. But there were times where there were lanes open. There were times where you would normally he would get an extra yard or two. And he wasn't quite well, getting it. Yeah. Think about how many times he was getting tripped up or tripped or grabbed whenever (laughs) he was breaking the line just a week before i mean like yeah that dude's ankles must be in a state that i don't even want to think about with yeah so i'm sure that i think they're banged up from a they busted ass for their coach and Mm -hmm. i think they are just like you know those fucking dudes they're just like war-torn you know what i mean like oh i get it man and i don't know and I think the whole team, I mean, we had key injuries that were like mm-hmm. just about the worst thing that could happen against this specific team. Like there were basically all 11 or well, all 10 other teams that, well, wait, no, 11 other teams that we played this season. I think these injuries could have happened. And a lot of times they did. And we would have still had enough answers where it wouldn't have really been a giant detriment to the game, but definitely Birch going down our edge rusher really early in the game. Like that's the pressure we needed. He's, he's a pretty damn good edge rusher. That certainly would have helped. Um, Jaleel Florence, not playing any in this game as a defensive back against a team that is constantly just throwing deep 50, 50 balls. That's huge. And he mm-hmm. got injured in the first Washington game too. Right? Like in that collision, right? Uh, where you saw Kyrie Jackson injured and Jaleel Florence injured at the same time. Uh, that was bonkers. Um, so Jaleel, Jaleel Florence wasn't out there. I believe we had some more. Oh, um, I mean, Troy Franklin took that big hit. Uh, yeah. Pretty banged up there. Yes. Terrence Ferguson's been playing through injuries. Like I said, I'm I'm a little curious if Bucky Irving was playing through something or something like that. Yeah. But Jordan James, whether it was just because it was the second half, maybe they, Washington was a little worn down. Jordan James certainly had a lot more like energy to him. Bucky yes. Irving finished this game nine carries, 20 yards. Jordan James, five carries, 35 yards, and a touchdown. Uh yeah, I mean, again, it's I don't want to just put all of this on. Well, we were hurt and the refs were against us. Even though the refs were against us, they're absolutely they should all burn in hell. But um Washington did just they outplayed us, you know, they really did. Uh, especially like each, if you take every quarter, you got to win all the quarters, right? You know what I mean? And we lost those first two 
bad. That yes. Said, this is a three-point game. Like, just like the last one, it's like any little thing could have changed this into a win for Oregon, except God does not want that to happen, apparently, because we're the bad guys. Right. Is that mean Washington's the good Are you telling me Washington's the good guy? In this, uh, no, it's not that Washington, it's Washington is just fulfilling a role. You know what I mean? It's, uh, I, I have a, sometimes a hard time believing truly that, uh, any really nationally televised sport isn't in some way tinkered with. Uh, so I think we've just been set up as like, oh, you know who could work really well we for are that? are the heel. For some reason, we're the heel. Yeah, we're the heel. I think so anyway, well, this that's is where guess. we get to go for a little bit. I don't know I don't, why. I don't Nike, think we maybe. Were, yeah, I think that all comes down to that. I don't think we were the heel like even around the great 94 season or something like that. Because that was we were still pretty like bad for decades before. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I we mean, if you just... <laughs> If this is before the Nike money, like how yeah. were we bad? But, well, I think it's the Nike money once that came in and the child labor. Let's get real. I right. mean, it does also <laughs> kind of look like you have like a very angry duck right behind you. That's about to grab you from behind. And... He does look furious. I am holding. I'm literally holding my Fortnite right. bobblehead right now. And he is shaking his head. Yes. Um, it, I do think the because it's like you see this vitriol with other fan bases in the Pac-12, mm-hmm. like when something bad happens to Utah, some people talk shit about it, but it's not like a bunch of people, you know? If something bad happens against Washington, Oregon, and Wazoo fans, sure, they're ready to jump all over that. But usually the other fan base is not so much. Colorado, no one cares. Arizona, most people. Like, even USC, like, you know, they get the University of Spoiled Children. They got banned for cheating. Like, they should right. be the school you think of as, like, it's kind of like Oregon stole all of the USC hatred. We used to all unite and be like, USC is such an unfair advantage because they're a wealthy school. They're in L.A. They have mm-hmm. a big famous history. They're just going to always be the best, and it's unfair, and they cheat. They're the worst. It got to us, even though, like, as far as cheating is concerned, that's that's really not even part of our reputation. Uh, there's a lot of, like, we buy players, which was a lot worse before the NIL, you know? But I feel like Oregon, right. like, when something bad happens to Oregon, all the rest of the Pac-12 is ready to body slam Oh, us, you Well, know? dude, yeah, I mean, I think, I think... I th- I th- I mean I think it really just comes down to uh the fact that there is there's just an extra kind of money that gets to come in to yeah. the school and it's it is probably it could be considered an unfair advantage to a certain degree I honestly I mean, don't know I'll tell you this it is but it's not it's not even against the rules nowadays it's like fully encouraged it's like right. if you want to be the top this is the shit you got to do including oregon throwing around its money being like oh oregon or you know let's say uh wazoo has some good coordinators let's steal this coordinator oh right. oregon state's got a really good running back we'll take this their best you know a shopping literally shopping around for 
whenever one of these teams has a good player or a good coach, we're like, let's go buy that. Right. That would make me furious. Right. So that's that's the game of college. So, you know, there it is. I mean, you've just hit it in a nutshell. The unfortunate part is that we have the luxury to make decisions that don't really put the greater good into uh, context because we want to win. (laughs) <laughs> Oregon State right now they're furious at us because I see a lot of accusations of like Oregon and Washington killed the Pac-12, but I don't know. Hmm. I kind of I kind of feel like it was dying and then we got on the lifeboat. Like I, I how were we killing the Pac-12 more than USC or UC? Right, that doesn't make much sense. Did you see the video of all of the mascots together? On that was the- sad. That was sad. Yeah. I thought it was beautiful at the same time. That was like, that's actually, it's kind of rad. I thought it was like, damn, they're all getting the party. I'll tell you where this great team that we have this season. And we really did have a great team. You watched it. Like they, they really are great. They had the Washington blunders, but both those games were down by, were only losses by three freaking points. Um, So this team is pretty great. One thing that I think, because if we're just trying to get better and better and better, it's clear our secondary and honestly a, f- a few more great pass rushers, that's going to do us. That That's really our weaknesses right now. Like, because we even, even in this crazy game, right, against Washington, mm-hmm. there was still that late touchdown pass to Treshawn Holden, who I pray comes back because Treshawn Holden is, is a great wide receiver. The only reason why we haven't seen more of him is because mm-hmm. we have other great wide receivers, you know, but he, uh, he got that last second touchdown, right? That like 60 yard, just boom, 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 boom. And suddenly it was one score a game. We have timeouts. Washington has the ball and they're only up by three. Like suddenly it, it was a possibility for a comeback, right? Like, actually, I mean, it seemed like that was pretty the natural. Like I said, I was like, no, this is actually the natural progression. We will now go up by 10. We'll then make it 13. Yeah. It'll be very comfortable. This won't be I, an issue. Well, no, this was, I, I'm talking about like oh. within the last minute in 40 when Washington oh, went up by shit. 10. And then we yeah. scored a touchdown in under, what was it? Like right. 15 seconds, something like that. So that was still a yeah. game. We were down by three. We had, I believe, all of our timeouts and they had the ball. Like we went for the onside kick. That was kind of weird, but it doesn't yeah. really matter. The only thing was, if we stop them from getting a first down, then we can potentially and probably would set up. I mean, what would have been field a goal. nerve wracking uh, field goal. I, I thought it was going to Thank you. I thought this is happen. what I remembered in that moment. I was going, Oh my God. The <laughs> thing that I said yeah, yeah, on yeah. the show that, uh, that I was like, Camden holy Lewis, crap. Yeah. yeah. Imagine if it came down to that. And then he missed it again. And then in the post-game presser, he's like, I don't know, man. I, I guess the media really got in my head. I've been listening to this Quackle podcast. Uh, <laughs> but it, that didn't happen. And what I was going to say well, is, the, here's is the because... Thing, is that I want him to make every single one of them. I want him to be the greatest kicker we've ever seen, period. You know, yeah. because it is in there. The kid can do is. it, but he's he just got, is. he's just got, yeah, a click that happens that I don't know what it is. 
Well, but I mean, I mean, I do feel what I loved about what what I love about Lanning is that mm-hmm. I saw Lanning approaching it with a new with a new thought process, and I think it worked. Yeah, because Lanning took away the pressure by giving him an unkickable kick, or you know what I mean, like <laughs> oh yeah, the fifty the, like yarder. Few, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like don't worry He's, about it, dude. Just go out there and fucking knock knock the I shit think out. It was of it. after Washington. I forget who we played after Washington, though. but, but yeah, yeah you're so right. it was like you know, it's like. And then he starts making them again, or yeah. and then he misses one, and then he, yeah. but then he's back. It's just happening, you know. Bro, he's working this, it through. And on the college level, he's he's great, honestly. Yeah. Um. But what I was wouldn't saying that is, have been epic? It would have been. I mean, that's almost happened. Yeah. Uh, so we, you know, we get that amazing last second touchdown. I was like, holy shit, we still got a chance. Um. That Don't stop final him to drive, get him first, though, though, we were. We were done. So that defense was so damn tired. Gassed. It was unfortunate that they stopped them on the previous one. Yeah. And we just couldn't or on, on the, the one, second two previous. The thing. Uh, yeah. The thing that spooked me from the beginning of the game <laughs> was the consistency at which Washington was able to dominate the clock mm-hmm. and how I was getting more and more nervous that we weren't actually able to do that offensively as effectively and we started looking like one of those teams that relies on that deep ass pass sometimes a little too like desperately like fuck dude well i mean we still were going you know the game the whole team like it's all of a sudden the whole team as an entity got the jitters you know just like dude that first half we really were just shaken man and i think there were some play calling things i didn't like how much we were running Something we've not done a lot of well i mean we've been pretty good at running the ball but yeah but we always throw in the short passes yeah yeah uh i mean it was kind of also a little frustrating seeing trajan holden have such success there and it's that it's that it's this interesting thing a lot of fans are upset with the like i don't like how everything goes for short yardage i don't like that he's going for a sure four yard pickup instead of going for a possible 15 plus pickup you know down the field fun Um, plays so i and i get because especially you you see holden like and you're like man maybe if we had a couple more big plays like that we could have won this but at the same time the reason why this game is close is because we've got the sure steady marching down the field doing what the defense gives you getting regular first downs we didn't have that a lot in the first half but eventually we did mm-hmm. and eventually we made this a game eventually we took the lead because of that philosophy because you're not we threw one i mean we threw one turnover yeah that that stinks but especially when it where it I occurred mean, it counted it counted yeah but i want to say that final husky drive if we had some more blood in the pass rushing. I mean, even Birch wasn't injured. Maybe if we had better and more depth in the secondary to cover mm-hmm. those receivers late in the fourth quarter, then maybe we could have gotten that stop. Maybe we could have gotten the win. These are the things I'll be looking for that hopefully Lanning can improve, which he has shown to been able. To, I mean, he's bringing in, he brought in a bunch of great talent to you know, that has made this defense significantly better than last year. I feel like that's safe to say, right? Beavers ain't running on us 19 straight goddamn times, you know? Right. We lost to a team that 
beat every other team and is in the playoffs. We were this close to making the playoffs. And uh, yeah, I'm excited for it. I, I do. I do love where we're going. It's just, this is a brutal sport where the only yep. way you're going to feel good. I mean, is making the national championship. I mean, dude, I was just about to bring up that. Yeah. I feel like I really did buy my own bullshit of uh, three natties in a row. <laughs> yeah, that's too starting much. right now. Like <laughs> I believed it. I felt the energy in the team. And then when the, yeah. And then out of the gate, honestly, I really believe just that for our first play of our first drive, hitting mm. that fucking stripes was like, it well, just put the, it put a bad thing on the field for us, bro. All I got to say is, um, what will make, what gets you to with kind of team that's like, wow, we've won three natties in a row is seasons like this and exactly on seasons that's what i thought like i watched this. i thought i saw a team i was like no, no I'm that saying, is no, the I'm saying yeah this being the prequel season to the oh. seasons that are like that oh because what you do this is the difference okay between us and like even a washington huskies Washington Huskies are still recruiting like crap, honestly. They, I, I'm sure it'll get better because of this run. But yeah. Like right now, they're somewhere like 48th or something like that. Well, let me ask you this. Yeah. Let me ask you how you feel about maybe a pivot in the episode since Hithliday won't be able to join us. Yeah. I am curious to know. Uh, what do our odds of actually having a really successful season look like next year when it's a whole new town that we have to move to oh I well you know figuratively i know we're I, not actually leaving eugene yeah i get what you mean well we um, gotta go to new, you know we gotta go to a new school and meet all the new kids there's a lot of yeah it's pretty interesting dude next season's gonna be funky i'll just say that do you want to pivot to that or should we stay uh, on the game no 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 let's i mean i don't want to talk about this game anymore uh it was yeah, a good game sad. but God damn it. Yeah. It I'll just felt this. like I kept watching a lot of a lot of misreads. I felt like I was watching a bone Nick's. I don't know. Was there a press junket the day before that maybe just fucking got oh, too much? He's with been all great. He's been Q's great. And A's press, and... Actually, even even okay. after even after this game, he was still I uh, dude. It's we played against a really good team and they beat us barely that's truly what it is apparently according to the numbers we're supposed to be better what i started thinking honestly through the game yeah was like you know no matter how comfortable the numbers can make you feel yeah. you know make you feel yeah in knowing that statistically speaking where we are at in our you know bullshit zones or where they're bad at in their bullshit zones mm -hmm. uh it doesn't matter at the end when it when that when that bell rings, it does not matter. Exactly. No, it, it really is, dude. It really is. That's I think that's the best way to put it. Because um, that one was just like something else hit these guys, and I yeah. don't know what it was. The, the only real numbers that matter at the end of the season 
We are 0-2 against the Huskies. <laughs> no way, Huskies, dude. We're a great season. We're a great team. I'm glad we're 11. I mean, uh, 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 wait, what are we again? We're 11 Do we have to count 11? Can't we say it's 11-1? and one? That's what it truly is. That's what our yeah, season was. Our record's 11. Well, regular season 11-1, 11-2. But we have the potential to get 12 wins. That's super freaking rare. That is. Yeah. We've done that only a handful of times ever. So it's still a high benchmark. I mean, yeah, look Our at where we class. went from last year to this year. Yeah. Imagine if you keep making progressions in those terms. I mean, that's what I'm saying, dude. By um, jolly. So, okay. Okay. As far as next season goes, obviously we're losing some folks. Uh, Brandon Dorless going to the NFL. Bo right. Nix obviously going to the NFL. Troy Franklin likely out and i i believe tez johnson wow. i kind of forget about tez johnson he may have the possible secret weapon that. dude oh yeah he's been great not so secret weapon even yeah um and then we on the as far as the transfer portal goes as of this moment just like in women's basketball it's not it's not bad that you have transfers it's more like um which transfers are going out? Are these people who were going to be starters going to be crucial to your team and then they leave? Like they were going to earn a bunch of playing time guaranteed and then they decide, I don't want this culture, I'm leaving, or I'd rather have a different culture. Uh, that's that's a bad sign. If there's people who aren't getting the playing time and they're leaving, that stinks, but it's it's a much healthier sign so who would who do we got here well we got safety brian addison entered the transfer portal brian addison he has been a pretty good player he's been injured for a lot of it he played quite a bit in this game because of injuries didn't play particularly well um and yet and i'm being on i mean once a duck always a duck but i'm being honest i would love a higher level of talent for the starting position. He was a great backup, but I would love a higher for the starting. And honestly, I'd love higher for the backup too. So, um, mm. but power to him, Chris Hudson, who was huge last year. He was a, well, let me ask part. you this. Yeah. Is that attainable for us to get a higher? Honestly, the, the way things are looking right now, the way right. Lanning's recruiting right now, yeah. and with what the goal is, yes, it really is. I'll tell you this. When Georgia was at its prime, which I think we're trying to get to Georgia level, um, it, when Georgia was in its prime, there was a season where they took, I do believe, zero transfers in to the program. What that And that can be really bad. But uh -huh. when you have a really good transfer, I mean, when you have a really good team and you're taking in zero transfers into the program, that just means you're like, no, dude, we're good. Like, instead, we're getting freshmen and we're making them better and better and better, which right. is the best way to do that. It's right. You want to grow them shits. That's always going to be a transfer coming in. Right. But they, they were seriously like, no, we're good. We've been developing talent. We have amazing players. We don't need any. And then they won a national championship. So that's kind of the goal. But also, if you can get a really good transfer that's better than the shit you got, you, you go get it. Especially if you got landing money in the landing mentality. A couple of people shit, that are leaving, I know a couple know. of small towns in Texas where I could fucking find you a 12-year-old that could pass a ball. 
sure. I mean, they're looking for him. They're looking for him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Chris Hudson, who was huge last year, he had that Tez Johnson role, like in the slot, just getting a bunch of big, easy yards, smaller, quicker. He's actually really fantastic. However, the fact that he didn't play, I don't think like at all, like I barely remember seeing him if I saw him at all. Um, yeah, he's, he gone and power to him. He's going to be great. He's probably going to be a starter. He's probably gonna be really good on whatever team he plays. It's a position we're very deep in. So mm-hmm. I'm not especially worried, but it, it would have been nice to have him. Damon David or Damon David. Uh, he didn't play that much. It'd be nice to have him. He's more of a depth person. Ashton Cozart. He was young, talented, um, didn't play a single snap and, and left. So and I say Josh Delgado has been on the team. He's another wide receiver, pretty well talented, but our, our receiving core talent level is much higher. Triquez Bridges, this one does hurt because he was really good depth, has been on the team for a long time. But at the same time, makes sense that he's like, well, if I'm not starting, I'm sorry, dude, I, I got to go. I'm good enough to start selling and he's going to go do that. So these do stink, but they're not actually to be concerned about. Let me ask you this, Mm -hmm. because that is an interesting choice to make, right? Like, let's say you're third string and you're like, all right, I got to dip. I at least got to go somewhere. So you end up going to a much smaller school in a much smaller division, let's say, or whatever, right? Most likely, yeah. Uh, but you end up doing fairly well there. Yeah. Do you have the same percentage of getting into the NFL as, say, an Oregon or a Bama or a Georgia that that's pedigree NFL material? There have absolutely been cases like that where someone is just wasted, mismanaged, not used very well. And then uh-huh. someone comes in and uses them very well and they become an nfl like absolute prospect that totally happens like look at joe burrow he transferred i believe from ohio state to lsu mm -hmm. and ohio state was like yeah you're not going to be our qb1 you're just not good enough and then he goes to lsu and in one season two he was still being made fun of for a while like oh wow i mean shit that's bo nix that's bo nix it's exactly bo nix dude and uh yeah so people it can totally happen and sometimes it's just, I mean, that was more of a lateral move. Yeah, I was about to say that was pretty lateral, but people still go into lower divisions and just break some records and break or to a worse. Sometimes it's not lower yeah. division. Sometimes it's a worse team, but you can really sit in that. In, like you can be a starter in for whatever reason. It just yeah. Be there. Cause like, I wonder too, it's like, uh, cause it seems like, no, it really comes down to, they just really want to play football. Yeah, like, oh, that's actually yeah. the only real interest I want they have. To they're play. like, I yeah. yeah, they just want to play. I don't give a shit how it goes. Exactly. Um. Well, man, let's get into this. Uh, one interesting prospect because we're still very much in the portal season, right? And one interesting prospect out there. It's got a lot of rumors. Well, we're we are straight up looking for a QB, a new QB. Sure. I don't know how you feel about this. Because obviously Ty Thompson has been very loyal to us. And I think there is some upside and I am optimistic about Ty Thompson. However, it is of my, this is my opinion. Every single year in college football, if you can get a good QB from the transfer portal, get them. 
Like, period. Doesn't matter. Even if you have Bo Nix. Because they can learn the system, right? Is that what you're thinking is? There may be some, yeah, they may be learn the system. They may be a better quarterback. And your other quarterback may be pretty angry and be like, well, I'm going to transfer out then. Mm -hmm. But if it's because the other one's better, then it's worth it. Like, you kind of got to be cutthroat in the situation. Or maybe the other guy will prove him. You want competition, you know? You want the best competition and the best person to win the job. But wouldn't it also be smart to uh, just continue to grow what you have? Yeah. Just like you would any other position? Like, what makes quarterback so uniquely available? Is it because it has more of a bird's eye perspective of how the full play is supposed to look? Well, you know, it's easier for them to just be dropped in because it's like, this is what this kind of play does. You know, they it's it's not necessarily that it's easier to be dropped in, but there are systems where it's like someone can easily, you know, oh, I know this system. Oh, I worked with this coach before. Right. Nix had worked with our OC. before. Right. Exactly. Um, so there is that sometimes. So there again, it's just coincidental that the plant was able to continue to be watered by the same farmer. Yeah, but sometimes uh, they aren't able to grasp it, and you're literally just trying to be like, this guy's just better. Right. I got you. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a whole bunch of reasons. You want competition. I'll tell you, there's three top prospects from what I'm hearing with one specific. The rumor is we basically already got this guy. I'm going to start with the other two guys. You actually know them. Dante Moore from Hmm. UCLA. He was a freshman who basically signed with Oregon, and then he switched over to UCLA. UCLA in, like, part of game one, part of game two, many other games, eventually started him as a freshman, and he looked pretty rough out there, but you couldn't even blame him. It was like... Chip Kelly wasn't doing him any favors. Mm-hmm. He was getting sacked like crazy. It was all just freaking nuts. And uh, it really hurt his development, honestly. And so he's like, screw this. I'm out of here. So one year, he's already looking to transfer. He actually is pretty promising. He's a little rough around the edges, but there's a good quarterback in there. So if you wanted a product, a project, right. and someone to sit behind Ty Thompson and learn from him, he could be a good prospect. Number two, time Thompson's not going to take us to a natty, though. I'd bet. Yeah, right. I mean, this is probably not. You never know. It'd be a nice I hate story talking ill did. of the people because apparently I get in trouble when I do it. But I'm well, just no, other say, people sometimes... are saying this. Other people are saying okay. this, and it's you never. All I say is, Kansas Lewis is missing. <laughs> yeah, untrustworthy. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Number two, I mean, this is this is the theory why you get another quarterback because right. If he can't, maybe this guy can, is the idea, kind of. Yeah. Number two, if you remember playing Wazoo, uh-huh. Cam Ward was basically yeah. all they had going on for him, that quarterback of theirs. Uh, pretty good scrambler, really good cannon. Accuracy is a little bit less there, but really athletic and has had some great games. Almost beat us once. Cam Ward of Wazoo, he's already entered the transfer portal. Rumor is he's wow. in in Oregon. Number three, however, this is the one people are really circling, and it sounds like it is going to be him, is someone who's already been to two schools, actually. He is a veteran. He's from Hawaii. Dylan Gabriel started over at UCF, which was a group of five school, then became a Big 12 school. He he was very – Played very well there. Eventually, he did get seriously injured. Oh. However, he did 
fight back, get, you know, like get back to, to being good. And um, then he transferred over to Oklahoma. Oklahoma actually had a pretty dang good season and he did pretty well there. I, I he's really, a sooner. He's a sooner. And like huh. a sooner, he decided to just pick up and leave and find some new land. Uh, wow. He entered the transfer portal, even though he did have a good season. He beat Texas after all. Right. He lost like twice, I do believe. Um, He is the number one rumored uh, target and likely to be our next quarterback. He is a veteran. He's very, I actually do think in my, from what I've seen of him, he is very much a Bo Nix type. Right. Like, especially you know, Bo Nix before he came to Oregon type. Bro. You know? Here it is. Let's hear it. Here's the new thing that uh, will allow us to become the bad guy for th- maybe Landing's entire career. Dude, as long as we're the kind of bad guy that we're the bad guy because we win, Natty, sure. Right, exactly. Continue. Well, yeah. <laughs> it seems like maybe a trend. We'll wait and see mm-hmm. if we get, you know, if we get the senior to come in to play one year. Maybe Every the year. thing that we like to do is buy the most senior player we can find because they have the most experience, drop them in for one year because we can afford to do that mm-hmm. and then just every year just bring in a new guy to run the system as we grow the actual team from your mouth to god's ears my man that's yeah he's like a man it's amazing uh well now and it's interesting because it's like this is another thing people talking crap about our offense and sometimes it was frustrating sometimes you did want it's like we have the capability why don't we just bomb it bomb it bomb it right the reason why you have this system and why you engrave this system into the QB's head, hopefully our OC sticks around too, so we can add to it and stuff is this is a system that if you got a veteran quarterback, you can put him in there and be like, make the right read. We don't need you. Cause I would say right. from what I know, I think Dylan Gabriel's arm is a little bit worse than Nix's, but his decision making is pretty great. This is a quarter. This is a system where you can put him in there, and he can make some great decisions, and we can win this freaking thing, and we can yeah. still hang I mean, on anybody. Yeah, we've proven that those you know fifteen yard and up shots mm-hmm. come uh, at when opportunity strikes because the correct decision just got made. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we're going to keep making correct decisions on are we going to run it? Are we going to shoot four yards over there, then three yards over there? And then yeah. I, maybe I'll run up the middle. Who the fuck knows what we're yeah. going to do? He's he's a very, yeah, I would say he's a very, you know, uh, Bonix type. And okay. just, I, I truly think it's not over for Ty Thompson. It's like, guess, guess what? If you are going to be this quarterback that we need for this crazy ass season that we got coming up in which we play 13 games instead of 12. Wow. Cause we're playing Hawaii. So we just added that. <gasps> in there. Yeah. You know, we're playing Hawaii, baby. Um, I love that. Yeah. They're our second favorite team. Uh, this rainbow ought to piss off Liberty. Um, but if you're planning on being the team to lead this or the quarterback to lead this team, then you will have to beat out Dylan Gabriel, who is right. a pretty great quarterback, but you know, maybe you're better. You, you are, you have been practicing with this team yeah. all last year. Yeah. You've been an, Oregon you've had field time. 
for years. Like, I mean, this is your were, opportunity. Yeah. I mean, right. Didn't, I mean, look, the listener can have something to look forward to. I know I'm going to look forward to it now that it's all over in some amount of weeks time, maybe months time. Hithliday will be coming in hot with garbage time stats, which mm. we will get to see what kind of work Ty Thompson was able to do. Exactly. In some of his uh, time on the field. This past Not going to lie. I was a little, I mean, I really, really, really want to beat Liberty. So it's, I like that. I love that Bo Nix is there and I love the dude, you know, mm-hmm. but I was excited to see Ty Thompson. Like you're it dude. Like, yeah, have a great time out there, brother. Yeah. I was pretty excited for that. Um, that being said, go Bo. Aaron, it's been a Hitler day less podcast, but it's been a wonderful podcast in my opinion. I agree. That's right. How about you give me a super specific prediction? For the Oregon UTEP basketball game coming up, huh? 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 men's or women's? Uh, this is men. This is men. okay. Oh, right. Of course. Uh, I think we will make nine of 11 three mm. points. Ooh, and four. Players will get 20 points. 20? And we're yeah. only hitting nine three-pointers? Damn. So this is going to be like a just a dunk contest. I love it. We're going to shoot 11 three-pointers, but we're going to get nine of 11. Mm, and then... A lucky number, but I like it. Um, I My super specific prediction. My super specific prediction. I, I mean, I would love if this were to happen. Uh-huh. Jackson Shellstad. Leads the team in scoring. Wow. Be, okay. Hopefully it's in a win. But I w- if he was just like, yep, I'm here. I'm the freshman. I'm healthy. And this is my team. That'd be pretty freaking cool to see, honestly. I yeah, agree. I mean, yeah. It, basketball is so much more fun when you do have like a Peyton Pritchard type or just anyone who's like, if it comes down to it, if we're down by five, and there's there's a minute and a half left. This ball's in my hands. Yeah, yeah. I'm it, gonna light it up. About that, there is something wonderful about that. And actually, we do have a couple of players who feel that way, which is pretty nice. Like, uh, yeah, it, it's a fun team. I'm rooting for them. I certainly hope we beat UTEP. No offense to your sister. This has been the Quack I'm sure she wouldn't podcast. care. Yeah, well, there you go. Just watch the game with her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, this has been the Quack 12 Podcast. We will see you all next week. Quack, quack. Quack, we'll quack. Make our bowl picks. Bowl picks. Bowl picks. Bye.